Hi, your Dungeon Master, Damien Mercado here. Before we get started with our episode, I just wanted to apologize for the sound this week. Not only am I a first-time Dungeon Master, this is my first time running a podcast, and one of my fat fingers hit the uh, Velocitator or the Decelerator. Either way, too much flux being capacitated in the last episode, and it really messed up the sound. Be so hard on yourself. You're also incredibly incompetent. <laughs> Thank you, Kevin. Yeah, you suck. Gertrude, shut the... What? <laughs> <laughs> oh, guys, how do you spell uh, baffled? D-A-M-I-E-N. D-A-M-I-E-N. Oh, I saw what you did there. Thank you very much. This has been my apology. Hey there, nerd. All alone again tonight? Well, let me make sure you can have some company. Go to your phone and look up Awful Neutral Podcast. Leave me a message of what you want us to do. You can leave your comment wherever you want. Awful Neutral is five gold for the first minute and seven gold for each additional minute. Credit card fees may apply. We do not guarantee happiness. God is a lie. I'll even give you advantage. Foolish mortals, do awful, neutral. Hello and welcome to Awful Neutral. I'm your dungeon master, Damian Mercado. With me as always, Salvador Viesca as... Salvador Viesca. <laughs> you do only have one Mario de la Puga. <laughs> Same guy. <laughs> There's so little difference between the two of you. You're both fucking thieves. Because <laughs> oh, you stole my heart. Mm-hmm. Oh. Oh. Sorry, I said that so harshly. That's, that's on me. Sarah Lee Steiner as the person who did not steal your heart. I didn't say that. I, I give my heart freely. Got a lot of heart tissue. Oh, how come everybody's awkward in the room now? Because they're about to find out how little you love them. <laughs> And welcome to the cast, Caleb Cleveland as... Gonkowskian? Is that a question? (laughs) Well, I was... Do you love me? (laughs) We do. All right, then. AG as... Malice and Kill. All right, then. Jesse Egan as... Bingsley, comma, chud. (laughs) Dave Callens as... Kevin. It's actually just Kevin. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> and Clint Beiser as the great Grayson Gersagar Galgari. I swear he changes it every time. Yeah. Cool. Cool. Well, cool. It's the same one. He just added the great before. He complimented himself because <laughs> he has self esteem, and you can't comprehend that, Dave. Oh, he does not have self esteem. <laughs> he shouldn't if he does. <laughs> Grayson right has self esteem. <laughs> Last time on the Awful Neutral Podcast, the gang split into three groups upon entering Duke's court. Mallison and Gonk stayed upon the ship. Couldn't uh, be bothered. They had more important things to do. One, a democratic debate. Yes. <laughs> uh, AG was busy making a positive difference in the country. <laughs> I don't know about all that. You can vote, too. They took uh, away his right. Yeah, he's not allowed to. And Unless there's something you're not telling me. Caleb was probably doing something awesome for wizards. Uh... 
Sure. <laughs> Let's, uh, yeah, that's the ticket. Malison and Gonk stayed upon the ship, and Chud and Grayson brought Tifi to go see the mechanic. When they got there, the mechanic got to work uh, trying to resuscitate Tifi. The mechanic did warn that a lot of time had passed and that a full restoration of their friend may not be possible. And that was much rejoicing. Mm. This is heavy news. His stutter might not come back. Thank God. <laughs> or it might increase. No. <laughs> All right, TV's Will dead. I ever play the Roll piano again? Roll a D20. <laughs> TV died. Roll a new character. Claire, that's... I already have Grayson. How many characters do I need? We don't like Grayson. Yeah. Give it to him. We, roll. Yeah. we don't yeah. like Grayson. <laughs> yeah, the guy that gets to attack 14 times. <laughs> but the main adventure last episode was when Kevin was asked to fill in for Randy Macho Giant Savage in defending their wrestling title against the Orc team. Gertrude and Lothario were given ringside seats to the event. During the wrestling match, there were some shenanigans. Gertrude and Lothario, despite catching the shenanigans early, let them play out until it was discovered that a team of defeated halfling wrestlers was... Can we also clarify That's racist. That? That's oh. not half was racist. Half <laughs> <laughs> was racist. There actually is a sort of like wizard semi-approved, uh, like a little class you can get. It's called three halflings in a trench coat. <laughs> Your character literally can be three halflings in a trench coat. That actually sounds like a Pornhub category. Yeah. Can I retcon to make my character three tiny cows? The halfling team, utilizing a wand of enfeeblement, was using the distraction going on on the mat above to subtly cast spells on the giant team which had beaten them recently. Gertrude, with an incredible dexterity roll, eventually caught one of the hands coming out as it used the wand and pulled the halfling out from under the mat. Upon being exposed, the match was promptly called to an end as officials were investigating the interference of an outside third party. Cheating? Yes. In wrestling? Like, next you're going to tell me it's not even real. Yeah. Speaking of cheating, Kevin used this opportunity to hit one of his orcish wrestling foes in the back of the head after the match had been concluded with a folding chair. Well done. Doing so sent the stadium into a frenzy. During that frenzy, Lothario picked several pockets and earned a lot of gold. It is almost certain that Kevin and perhaps the rest of Gertrude's dudes have been forever banned from the world of wrestling, but... We'll let that play out. We pick up our adventures after the match. We catch Kevin, Gertrude, and Lothario leaving the stadium as riots are still happening within. The King's Guard is being called in to help subdue this chaotic event. Where is the halfling? In the clutches of um, uh, Randy, Macho, Giant, okay. Savage, yes. Giant. It is unknown what happened to the other three halfling wrestlers, but one of them, the one who looks they suspiciously- put on a trench coat and took off. <laughs> Suspiciously close to the wrestler Mankind, I believe his name was Halfkind, (laughs) (laughs) Uh, was put into a headlock by Randy Macho Giant Savage. That was the last your party saw of it before the crowd rushed the stage. (laughs) He was just put into a handlock. (laughs) (laughs) So we start our adventure in the laboratory of the short, stout, bronze dragonborn named The Mechanic. As we described last episode, so dwarven the third stature, yeah. best dragonborn, short, stout, dwarven His name's stature. Actually Mike, Mike the mechanic, very soft-spoken, 
very bookish, but very learned and experienced. The mechanic? Uh, yes. Oh, female mechanic. Yeah. <laughs> Let's get out of here. <laughs> Let's throw these gender norms Put down out. the wrench. <laughs> While she is called the mechanic, this is an age where there aren't a lot of machines. There are plenty of people who know how to use magic, but there are very few people who know how to use emerging technology, and especially how to fuse magic, this steampunk technology. And that's what is that's what a warforge is is basically a technology that's yes. infused with magic. Correct, and a, and soul, a soul and a soul forge, a soul infused warforge, which is what Tifius is, is much more advanced uh, in this world. In this world, there are warforge, which are kind of like blank server bots, and then there mm. are, are soul infused warforged. Where does the who, soul come from? Data. Uh, we pick up in the mechanics laboratory. Grayson, despite being an athletic strong warrior found himself tiring when being asked to continuously turn a crank that would generate the voltage to maintain TV essentially on life support while the mechanic went in there and did a lot of her work. Chud rolled very well okay. and Chud ended up stepping in as Grayson's fatigue set in. Can I crank that shaft? It was like starting an old timey car. Crank that soul. Okay. Uh, I want to cast some sort of prestidigitation to is that even the appropriate spell? No. Uh, <laughs> if, if you have, we're not cutting that. If that you have good. unseen servant, servants, yeah, I'm sure I do. I'd allow that. I'm sure uh, I do. I have whatever I need. Can I just make my hawk do it? No. Uh, <laughs> you can change your hawk into a different animal that you're familiar. <gasps> they could have a form that you're very comfortable with, but you could change it into an orangutan if you needed. Are they great at cranking? Probably better than a hawk. <laughs> have you ever seen I, any which way but loose? I mean, <laughs> right? Clint yeah. Eastwood used to have him start the car. You, know what? you probably want to make it a bonobo. Bonobos are like cranking all the time. Oh, and they have the best off. pants. Mm-hmm. They're sexual. Yeah. Macaques crank too. Oh, yeah. They're so small. So is there some fear that if I change him into a monkey that he'll throw celestial poop? He is your familiar, so he would probably not do that unless you told him. Unless you're into that sort of thing. I'm going to cast that unseen servant because I'm going to roll to see if that's my fetish. Okay. Okay. Roll to see if that's my fetish. That's a one. So roll for king. So you're you're looking up unseen servant. Damien's got all the kinks covered at this point. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Okay. Unseen servant is a first level conjuration spell. Creates an invisible, mindless, shapeless medium force that performs simple tasks at your command. Uh, so, yeah, create a, a mindless, uh, shapeless cranker. And because last week you were being Jaegered by Clinton myself, that we're going to allow you to uh, retcon the past and say that uh, the reason you did so well in that is because you had an unseen servant making it look easy. You had somebody on the other side. Oh, in fact, crank. And when nobody was looking, Chud would actually like lean up against a wall mm-hmm. and like, smoke his pipe. <laughs> smoke, yep. Have you used that term before, being Jaegered? Yeah, my brother used that. Oh, uh, that's good. <laughs> my brother, one of the writers in the show, Joe Camacho, played Mr. Dandy on it. Uh, oh, okay. Was. So basically what you're saying is I'm shit-faced on Jaeger? That's... Yep. Yeah, well, you were. It's wearing off. Pacific. No. Have you seen Pacific Rim? Yeah. <laughs> All right. Big dumb robots. Yeah. Right. Nope. Terrible. So these, these robots, right? <laughs> and they're big and right. I'm going to ask you to stop besmirching that movie. That was a fantastic movie. <laughs> Everybody else liked it. It was no Pacific Rim 2. Oh, you get the <laughs> fuck out of here. I will flip this table. <laughs> Did you like it because it had that dummy from Sons right. of Anarchy? He's, oh my God, that dude's right. so hot. Right. I want the unseen servant, although we can't see him, to look uh, exactly like that asshole from Sons of Anarchy. Yes. The unseen servant. Like he's unseen, but he, he you can see his stupid white tennis shoes. If you were to throw flour in this unseen servant's face, it would look just like actor Charlie Hunnam. Yes. <laughs> the unseen servant wore tennis shoes? <laughs> that was the worst Disney oh, movie. Oh, good, good, good film. Good film. Sorry. <laughs> Very young Kurt Russell. 
While in the laboratory, Grayson is intently studying what the mechanic is doing. Chud is pretending to work much harder than he actually is, but he's yeah, fooling I'm everybody. Yeah, one finger. I'm like, oh, this is real heavy. This crank. <laughs> Dang, how do I do it? Give me a deception check. <laughs> <laughs> it's like a PlayStation controller. He's just like moving his thumb. I rolled a nine. Probably, it's probably a bonus, but here. if the mechanic kind of says over her shoulder, uh, I, I, I believe you're using an unseen servant. Um, it's quite obvious. Uh, you could... <laughs> That's her voice. Um, um, yes. <laughs> <laughs> the mechanic is played by Stephen Root. Yes. <laughs> I, I apologize. If, yeah, I will take future voice consideration. <laughs> well, you got me. Do, I like do, it. Do Great Grayson. I feel like a, a bronze dragonborn mechanic lady should be hot AF. But maybe that's I like that the character that speaks the least is critiquing the voice. <laughs> <laughs> you know what? This this is uh, you guys' campaign. So if at any time you'd like a character's voice or his name to be different, if you want somebody to be He's named. painting a word I picture. Think you should play that. Do we have Kathleen Turner? Jeez. So, yeah, you're right. You got me. I was just pretending. But here's a question for you. <laughs> I understand that these uh, warforges have a soul. They've been, been infused. Where did you get the soul from? Did you did you steal it? The soul-infused warforge are, are extremely complex. In fact, only a few people actually know the secret of their creation. I myself have only been able to uh, experiment on a few of them. I consider working on your friend to be fascinating. I only wish that I had more time to take notes. Many hypothesize that a soul-infused warforge is the uh, use of advanced magic mixed with uh, some technology I've yet to encounter. And a pinch of oregano. <laughs> and as she says this, you can see her frantically working inside the gears of TV. She's probably moving a little slower. Male mechanics. <laughs> <laughs> it's because she's always having her period. Am I right, fellas? That's the soul. Fucking <laughs> <laughs> gushing. Oh. Oh. Uh, Bummer about uh, your oh. cup, bro. <laughs> I, mean, I can taste that. I can taste what you said, and I don't like it. Uh, <laughs> in my ears. In my ears and in my mouth. <laughs> can you delete this podcast? <laughs> Can you erase us? iTunes will do that for me. <laughs> She's likely moving slower because this, as she said, is a new technology, one she is not as familiar with. Looking at all of the gadgets around her wall, you see things from a small little uh, steam train set that moves all around the building. In fact, carries beverages every once in a while around. Yeah. You're like jazzy piano. I've never seen anything like this. <laughs> Duke's Court's a wonderful place. There are other Warforged doing simple tasks. You see one of them pumping the bellows in a Hey, one a of them forge. could probably crank this damn crank. <laughs> <laughs> I have not actually programmed that function into uh, those Warforged. I believe your Unseen Servant's doing a wonderful job. He's great. He's the best. <laughs> Except for them shoes. <laughs> There's Dave thinks he's hot, but he, he can't even see him. When he I agree hot. with Dave. Yep. Thank you. He's always shirtless. Hanum, I barely know him. <laughs> Chud, actually, while you're looking around, give me a perception check. He looks like he's smelling. <laughs> 14. Plus something. Mm-hmm. Uh, <laughs> it's true. Grayson, it is, is Grayson there? Can, Grayson's exhausted from. He, he wasn't paying attention, apparently. Mm-hmm. All right. Well, Grayson like, does that. He's kind of a jerk. Nine. 14 plus four is 18. 18. No, With that roll, you're just kind of looking around the workshop. You're by the crank in case for some reason. Hey, is that Jiminy Cricket? Sorry. <laughs> you do see a cuckoo clock come out with a vaguely Jimmy the Crick nice. look at, looking character carved in. When you wish upon a star. <laughs> Trademark. God damn it. Now Disney's going to be in our ass. <laughs> we have two more notes. <laughs> you actually see a pair of looks like glasses, but has uh, several additional lenses that all would come down on, on it and kind of calling your name. 
a pair of glasses? Or Chud. Something? It's a pair of glasses. Uh, yeah. Chud. They're actually big enough to fit on your head, which is weird because there were no way they would fit on the mechanic's head or most creatures' head. Uh, just, But they do look like they would fit on a furbolg's head. Mm. All right. Am I, uh, I see you eyeing my spectacles of perception. Yes, I was. Um, I was eyeballing them. Sorry about that. Go ahead and try them on. See how they work. See how they fit on you. All righty. I, I, uh, I try them on. And, you know, is, mm. it, is there a mirror in here? Yes. I Takes need to cool. see if these frames fit with my overall horn and look. Can we have a motion to call them perspectacles? <gasps> I, we, I, I love that. All in favor, yes. <laughs> Thank you. All right. Motion, motion carried. You're going to have to mark that in your character sheet. Uh, she takes her hands briefly outside of Tifi's inner and snaps her fingers, and a uh-huh. Warforge comes walking awkwardly over and is carrying a mirror. Oh, okay. Did you see Well, thank you. Oh, I t- so I try on, I put on these uh, these spectacles. No, you got to say it right. These uh, perspectacles. Now, Chud, you've always had good vision. You've never needed glasses, but as soon as you put these on, everything becomes clear. And not only that, but when you're just looking around, things of interest just kind of pop out to you. Damn, these have blue blockers, don't they? These <laughs> <laughs> that amber vision, y'all. Check these out. Uh, they yes. Yeah, they're polarized. <laughs> sure are. Uh, came up with those a long time ago. A giant Ken client uh, ordered them and never came to pick them up. They've just been sitting here. You're welcome to them. You bringing this soul-infused Warforged into my, uh, into my hands is payment enough. Dang, that's awfully generous of you. I, I'll, uh, I'd love to have these perspectacles. I believe you already have dark vision, but the perceptacles would grant dark vision, which is sight in the dark, up to 60 feet, grant you advantage on perception checks, <laughs> and sweet. gives you plus two to perception. I love it. All right, so the next several hours, it's very tense in the room. Uh, Grayson and Chud are uncertain about TV's fate. They've heeded the mechanics warning, and they don't know their friend's going to come out of this. The mechanic is the only one who kind of has a sense of optimism in the room. Maybe it's because she's so excited by having this new piece of technology. I'm a monster girl. (laughs) See? (laughs) Several hours pass until finally she takes her hands out of Tifi's innards. You can tell she kind of is fitting in the last components. (laughs) She's not like a robot gynecologist. I guess Tifi got rewarded too, huh? (laughs) You can see her uh, putting uh, several gears in back into place, connecting several wires. She turns to Chud and says, Only time will tell. I anticipate that she's probably going to need about another three to four hours of charging. If you or your unseen servant could just maintain cranking that lever over there, sure, we should be able to see if we're able to save your friend. Uh, let me ask you this. Uh, you need any magic help? I mean, I'm a fairly competent wizard. I'm only level five, but, you know, I have an 18 intelligence. <laughs> <laughs> fairly wise fella, too. So. Well, what languages do you speak? I could always use some help transcribing things. That's the one thing I never have time to do. Oh, please do pig Latin. Uh, I do do uh, pig Latin and mostly cow Latin. I, uh, <laughs> um, he speaks jive. <laughs> <laughs> Well, the thing is, I have a comprehend languages spell, so pretty much whatever you want. Oh, that is excellent. I uh, normally burn all of my spell slots during the day and uh, do not have time. And, and, and uh, poor planning. <laughs> Sorry. Uh, yeah, I can, uh, I can. You're going to get us another four-star review for breaking the wall too much. <laughs> uh, if you'd like, I have uh, mountains of notes over there that I have not had a chance to. Uh, I'd be happy to translate them for you if you like. Yeah. You want me to, to write them down or what you think? You see, I have a number of apprentices that have left and gone throughout the world. Uh, many times as they discover something new or exciting, they send it to me. Now, most of this stuff is uh, fairly uninteresting, but every once in a while, one of my students does send something truly amazing to me. So I would like for you just to skim through these scrolls here and see see what you could find. 
Tifi right. is dying inside right now. Tifi wants to do this so bad. <laughs> Menial tasks. <laughs> Go ahead and give me clerical a... duties. Damn it. Uh, so, so what are you gonna do? I, know, I think I'll use me? the comprehend languages um, ritual. Okay. So, so it takes a little longer to cast. It takes you about ten minutes, but he eventually casts comprehend languages. Yeah, so it does say you um, you understand any written language that you see, but you must be touching the surface on which the words are written. It takes about one minute to read one page of text. Okay, just give me <laughs> give me a general intelligence check, and we're going to see how competent you were at your job. I rolled an 18 on that one, so I'm pretty... He's got it. I'm sure. I'm, and I got an 18 intelligence, so I'm sure it's pretty good. Let's see. What is that? 22. 22. You're searching through these scrolls, and a lot of them seem very uninspired. One of them for a, a horse carriage that just has basically flames painted on the side and has a flame <laughs> spell. It's like a sweet flame spell that actually looks like fire. It's really more of a cosmetic uh, infusion of magic with technology okay. than anything. You see things for a new, better designed can opener that opens on its own. You see... You even see a few things. You see things for upgrades to Warforged to make them better lovers for the lonely community. You guys, that kind of another sex fetish dolls? for Damien? Speaking of which, guys, I'm getting my Japanese sex doll in the mail tomorrow. Guys, can you believe it? <laughs> now, wouldn't that be called a love forged? <laughs> we're not going to see Damien anymore. <laughs> well, when he's done with it. Well, we did establish with Lord Pilvichington that there were pleasure models. Finally, you come across a few things that look of interest to you. One of them looks like a clockwork crossbow. But what's different is it looks like it has a box up top of it that carries more bolts. And it says repeater crossbow at the oh. top. Um, are you having fun, uh, Chud? Because I am very, very bored. This is not my strong suit. I love you, mechanic, but uh, I'm very bored here. I Will you be okay watching after Tifi here? I I'm good. Uh, yeah. Run some errands while I'm in Duke's court. Take off. Go play some Xbox or something. I don't know what you Thank you for bringing him by, Grayson. This has been very lovely. I knew you'd be excited. It's a win, 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 uh, win a lot of wins oh, scenario. I agree. This will fuel my studies for the next several months. By the way, Chad, anything you transcribe, feel free to transcribe a copy for yourself. Oh, all right. I, I, that's what I start doing. Then I start writing, uh, writing notes. Mm -hmm. uh, hopefully, I have some parchment or something. You could uh, just press to digitate a, a piece of paper. Okay. Uh, with with what you see, you could copy what you see okay. and, and create. I write the notes on one of Charlie Hunnam's um, stupid white. Just think like uh, bland shoes. quarterback. Speaking of shoes, another thing you find in there with the second plan you find with the roll of eighteen, <laughs> mm -hmm. you find a pair of. Uh, you're unfamiliar with the substance, but it says. Boots of athleticism. We would recognize it to look like an everyday sneaker with a rubber sole, but this is a non-leather boot, which is the most common form of footwear in the time you guys are from, unless you're a halfling and you have your bare feet. It's a much more lightweight shoe, uh, very protected on the bottom. You could see it as something you could move much more freely in. As you look Crocs. at the arcane stats, it says this is something that would help boost your athleticism and a character's uh, movement speed during in a turn. So if I were to transcribe the info on this, could I then create something like that later? Or, or find somebody find to, who knows to how to create. Okay, so I'll make the notes. Uh, of that and uh, Asics, can they be Asics? Yeah, uh, yeah. It, it does come in a variety of styles to fit the feet of all species. It's not built with child labor. That's okay. Aww. <laughs> what about halflings? <laughs> what about halflings? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, labor. labor. Yeah, the elderly halflings. Yeah. So. That's where the soul comes from. So, Chud, this is what you're going to be doing for the next few hours. Right. And right. I'm just singing to myself as I transcribe my notes on Chud Bangsley. Chud Bangsley and Hudson Hawk. Doodle 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 doops. 
<laughs> See, all I imagine is like Sam Elliott in like a cow costume in front of a green screen doing this. Uh, it, that's going to be the movie version. That's the. That's the. Yeah. That's the. Uh, our our awful neutral cinematic universe. Oh, well. Grayson, upon leaving, goes back to the ship to see Gonk and Malison. He walks through an old part of town which looks much more medieval. He could tell that this town has expanded over many generations. And near the dock, the architecture is much more medieval. He sees... Malison, did you guys name your ship? You're going to have to give me a minute. I believe was yes. the official uh, name right. of the minute uh, of, the, uh, yeah, like of the ship. I think we were just going to sort of shorten it to the minute. But mm. ma- mainly because it was... it's. It's built for giants. It's a giant pleasure cruiser. So it's it's huge. You know, whatever dirigibles or balloons or things like that, they're going to be enormous. And Gonk's just sort of like wandering around. It probably takes him an hour to get from one, <laughs> you know, from from the bow to the stern. And he's just like, this is just too damn much shit. <laughs> yeah, and when you asked me what to call it, I said... You're going to need to give me a minute. Oh, a minute. And then it was immediately painted on the hull. On the side by right. Andre the Giant, who Thanks. will do anything for Mal. Yeah. Grayson goes up. He sees a ship. He's unable to recognize all of the characters, but he knows that that is the minute. Malison's ship. Captain Malison's ship. Does it look like it's, it says the minute? <laughs> minuet. <laughs> yeah, the minuet. <laughs> Grayson boards the ship, finds Malison and Gonk. Ah, there you are. Um, <clears throat> how have you been getting along? Are you getting to know your new ship? I'm sorry, did you go somewhere? Oh. Uh, I've been here for hours. Yes, well, uh, yes, I took uh, Tiffy to uh, the mechanic with Chud, and they're we're currently getting him back in uh, hopefully working order. Yeah, yeah. Uh, who, who's Tiffy again? Tiffy was the one that was the Warforged that was shut right. down. It, yeah, we were trying to get him back... Uh, Working it. Yeah, yeah. The poison who ain't a poison. Uh, yeah, I remember that one. The whole ghost in the shell thing. Uh, <laughs> uh, I, I, I remember that. Yeah. Um, uh, that is the one. Yes. Okay, well, that sounds uh, pretty uh, interesting. Did you get him in uh, good working order there? Uh, they were still uh, fiddling around with the switches and the gears and the he diodes or something. I don't know. It's not my uh, cup of tea. He's literally know. like yelling from the same room. I mean, it's, <laughs> it's, it's just enormous. <laughs> well, all right, then. Sounds like it's going to be a lot of work getting, getting your friend uh, up in sh- uh, ship shape, as we say. He's not uh, my friend. I, uh, I came after he was already shut down. I'm uh, here to, you know, I'm part of the Decemberists. I'm uh, just trying to re- recruit you and these other fellows. The so it's fair to say that you and him are rarely in the same room at the same time. <laughs> Uh, that is the case so far. Uh. Interesting. Interesting. <laughs> huh. 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 Well, all right. Well. I'm not sure what you are trying to insinuate. Uh, it just but, sounds uh, like you've got a vested interest in this fellow's well-being, but at the same time, it's just like, I don't know, kind of like a trade-off well, uh, was, for uh, the rest of us. It was a part of the deal for them to join our, our December Society was that we repair the Tifi. Oh, oh, yeah, yeah. You got to get that TV back working. Uh, we'll tell you what. Um, well, when you decide uh, which of y'all going to be joining us on the ship and which of you are going to have like more of a, a main uh, uh, role in this here adventure, that's whatever you decide is going to be A-OK with me. Isn't that right, Mal? Yes. Yeah, that's right. Uh, Captain gives it her thumbs up, and I give it mine. 
big old I, big old spiky thumbs up. That's actually what I came here to discuss with you. Uh, we were talking about you joining the Decemberist Society, and um, we don't have uh, jobs for you right now. But um, I was wondering what your current plans are. If uh, we can maybe get you to stay with uh, this group, the uh, Dudes of Gertrude. <laughs> They the really need a new name. The, gir- the Gerd dudes. Name. How dare yeah. you? Uh, <laughs> How many members of the party are in the Decemberists? Yeah, uh, so far Grayson is a Decemberist and he's trying to get all of you. So you've been unsuccessful. Well, Because you seem kind of Jehovah. We're more Februaryists. <laughs> he is it's, a salesman. Uh, the, the deal was I get Tifi fixed and they're going to join the t- Decemberists. After the New Year's. And then I've been uh, talking to you guys while you weren't here about joining the Decemberists. Have you heard the good news? You're, you're talking to the right people here then. Well, we're all about fighting the power uh, and truth to it and all that. So, I mean, I can't... I'm, and I'm all about uh, getting new experiences and uh, learning new people, getting new skill sets for the old resume. Oh, uh, so, uh, but I, and, but I can't speak for Mal. Uh, <laughs> Lord knows, you can get her started and she knows it's But, uh, <laughs> she, but, uh, I, 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 I'm comfortable to say, so, so, if you is looking to recruit, I'll be your number one? Oh, that sounds, uh, fantastic. Do I get, like, an armband or, like, an ID card or, uh? Well, it's a secret society. Uh, these other Jamokes wanted a T-shirt with the December Society. That doesn't make any sense. Um, there's uh, there's some benefits. Uh, you get uh, we help with equipment sometimes, and um, you know it's a mutually beneficial thing. It's really all about the goal of um, you know taking taking out the big bastards on top. You know. I have something to say. Oh yes, Mallison. Here we go. <laughs> Malison hands a note to Gaunt. Oh, right, Dion. Oh. <laughs> Look, he, like, scrolls through it. It's, like, six pages long. <laughs> written. Bo- He's like, oh, my God. He, he, like, squints. Yeah, you guys he, can see the font smile it's like, sizes. He's like, six point. What the hell? <laughs> oh, okay, all right. What in the five hell? You need me to translate that one? <laughs> Did you just... Yeah, I, I'm going to need some perspectives uh, on this one. <laughs> Two... Side. You know what? Let me just summarize. Uh, she says she, uh, she flies solo, mad respect, but uh, she does fight on the side of universal morality and gonk. Oh, that's so sweet of you. <laughs> if, he like blushes a slightly yellower shade of green. <laughs> uh, you can see a tear trail down gonk's eye as his words are not able to fully capture the beauty of what was on the page. Look, I, we don't have... You know, this I, I hate to like I don't want to steal her soliloquy, but we it's this is like <laughs> this is magnificent. Uh, 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 he like takes this parchment and like and, and like exactly. It's more like a manifest. It's more like a, uh, uh, a manifesto than anything else. It's a suicide note. <laughs> she uh, just jumped off the side. <laughs> but here, let me, I'm but gonna need a minute. Paraphr- <laughs> paraphrasing that's basically what she just said. She says she fights on the side of universal morality. And uh, yours truly. That's right. Uh, well, it's um, you don't have to join with these other guys, but uh, yes, if you're if you're going to help 
with us. Uh, we can uh, work together, you know. Uh, yeah, I can give you an intel on uh, things that can be done to help that uh, charge what? for morality. And uh, wait, 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 wait. Hold on a second there, partner. What, what partner? Oh, I've been hanging around Chud on this damn boat for too long. <laughs> All right, there. Listen here. What sort of, uh, I'm less about morality and more about legality. Uh, what sort of legal, uh, you know, uh, do you fight simply uh, using the, uh, the legal precedence of, you know, God and man and all that? Or is there actually a country behind you? Um, some, some sort of state? We, we are an underground society. It's, uh, you know, all of the ruling houses that uh, rule the citadel are are bound together in uh, treacherous deals and goings-on, very corrupt. And so what happens when we you are win, trying though? to drain the poison? Okay, well, suppose you drain, suppose you you slap that sucker right on and you nail and you drain all that poison out. Uh, I keep going to Hugh Hauser, and I'm really sorry. <laughs> That's amazing. <laughs> I, I, this California's go. Uh, okay, so what happens when you what happens when you win? Now that is a great question. You don't know because, as you know, a hundred years ago there was. You can a stop right there, Mister. I am that, in. Uh, goes back. <laughs> <laughs> if you, it, I'm it, no. You, if you got no idea and it's all like chaos and anarchy, I am all about it. So, well, uh, where do I put my mark? Got he starts uh, twiddling his, fing- his uh, little claws in anticipation. <laughs> Sign me the f up. Now there's no <laughs> written contracts because we don't uh, want any paper trails. We that, want uh, anonymity well, for all. I can I can barely read uh, this, these magnificent manifestos is, uh, from uh, from Mal's pretty much how I learned how to speak, Colin. So uh, I, y'all don't need that. I can, I'll just put an X wherever you want me to. Uh, this uh, it's a, a spoken agreement. That's all we can deal in. All right, Dan. He looks you dead in the eye. X. <laughs> X accepted. Fist bump? Fist bump. Hell Very yeah. good. I, I really like X. you. I am 100%. I am a privateer now. You are one of my favorite uh, people I've run into. Don't misuse the word people. Uh, you know, persons are... None taken. All right. All right, Dan. Uh, well, guess what? You you ain't got no shell, but I figure you uh, you you got a a soul in your in your body somewhere else. So uh, you, you're fine with me. Uh, thank you. And uh... all right. So I'm in. Uh, but again, can't speak for Mal. He says, like gesturing, hopefully. Over to uh, the giant, well, not really giant, but uh, the, the barely uh, enormous, <laughs> merely yeah. huge, ten uh, foot tall uh, Goliath uh, standing nearby. Grayson looks up at Malison and says, "What say you, fine, beautiful warrior?" I'm with Gonk. This is a good day for the Decemberists. So you go- you got yourself a couple of X's. I- oh no, I'm not. Joining his thing, I'm just with Gonk. Right. Oh well, well, never mind. Yeah. Same, same. It's uh, all I, good. I take it back. Uh, but uh, bring it in, bring it in. He says. He said he puts his hands out in like a little horseshoe like fashion. He's like, get in here. Uh, Grayson runs right in for a big hug. Grayson oh yeah, <laughs> Grayson <laughs> loves hugs. That's sure. Please have that be the name of the episode. <laughs> Done. <laughs> <laughs> 
All right, you get you receive a crushing <clears throat> hug. It smells a little bit like the reptile house at the zoo. <laughs> Take one die four damage. <laughs> you did establish that Gonk is covered in bird shit. And oh other yeah, things, bird so. shit, barnacles, scrapes. Uh, yeah, it, it's not comfortable. Oh. Uh, not only that, but the uh, but the hug is a little long. It probably is a little. I mean, he doesn't have a whole lot of like. Uh, Personal space, you know. He, he's things. also fifty-five and still a teenager. Time yeah, exactly. Is, uh, no, he's a he's a weird guy. Stretch. He's a little different from you. So. Is, he, is he doing that weird back rub while he's hugging with claws? <laughs> so it's like ow, ow. it's like ten times the weird. <laughs> yes. Um. It feels like you're getting a hug, and a, it's like somebody's trying to trying to like cause pain, but with like one of those orgasmatron things. Oh God. <laughs> They're very warm of heart. I just wish your exterior was a little soft. It's okay. Malison it's rolls okay. eyes, takes sips of wine. <laughs> it's all right now. A, uh, it's all right now. We pay ours now. A elven member of your crew comes by with a bottle of rosé and tops off Malison's glass. Captain. There's a picture of a chicken on the front of it, just so you know. On, on the bottle? Yeah. Do you have a name for this brand? Chicken wine. That, got exactly anything with jellyfish in it? It's in both that, that, critical that. role and in... Um, Nad pod, yeah, it's in both. There actually is a. Can be that? Well, there is actually a rosé with a chicken on the bottle. Yeah. I buy it; it's three dollars a bottle. I call it chicken wine. I have it at home. Oh, okay. That's probably that, where okay. it comes Isn't from. That's probably Rex why it's in two of them already. I believe so. <laughs> yeah, I don't think you can like it's it's giant king chicken. It's not yeah. proprietary when it's in. Yeah, two you know what? Fuck it. Fuck it. I don't Fuck give a it. shit. I will fire back at any nerd who comes. Yeah, out in your list. face, Emily Axford. You, yeah, we just took if they, shots across the bow. If they want to have a drink off with Malice and Kill, and who can put away the most. Chicken oh, God, wine. No. Oh, you, you can Patreon. guarantee. Dear, no, Lord. I will win. You would destroy the cast <laughs> of Not Another Touch of Dragons podcast. Probably. Probably. Bring it. Tweet at us. Oh, Jake Hurwitz. Never Get at us. <laughs> Why are we so combative? And he tops off your chicken wine. I'll take uh, a sip of Josh. I'm gonna smell the. I'm gonna smell the bottle cap on that one. He unscrews the metal top and passes you the. It's the best kind of pirate. Uh, he like uh, Gong takes a whiff, chugs the entire bottle, uh, says that one was awful. <laughs> that one did, back? That, that one didn't count and sends it back. Shall I get you something else, sir? No, man, I gotta get back to the deck. I gotta keep a weather eye on things. Right away. And he takes the empty bottle and scuttles off. Grayson is just gonna go uh search for t shirts. He's gonna he's gonna go buy t shirts for everybody. Uh, Can he first be like, I'm bored again? <laughs> I'm bored with this. And then he walks away from your hug. He's going to go shop at Forever XXI. Uh, <laughs> Mario just got gonna... the feeling someone's shopping and he's like, Grace is just happy with good. where things are at. Doesn't want to mess it up by using talking anymore. And is just going to leave it at that you guys are down. And uh going to say, TD. <clears throat> well, how about Forever Die 20 plus one? So I'm going to uh, go do a little bit of shopping. Um, if, if there's anything you guys would need, uh, let me know. I can get something for you. Or uh, chicken wine. Uh, I'm pretty sure they're stock full of chicken wine. The last time I checked, uh, I guess I can get another bottle or two. Gonk is just hopping up these colossal ladders up to the deck, muttering. That's basically it. Kevin, Gertrude, and Lothario are leaving the arena. As they are doing so. It Heroically, is, my might add. It is mm, chaos sexily. behind them. 
Uh, there are tons of fans from the match who are giving Kevin high fives. Some of them who were fans of the Orcus team are very upset at Kevin, but they Don't aren't. forget, there was a sign in the audience that said, Kevin is a very efficient wrestler. <laughs> are, you gonna, are you going to go back for that sign? Maybe. Could come in handy. Lothario had that sign, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Do you want to roll to see if Lothario still has it? He's okay. pickpocketing a bunch. I lost it. Nah, I, got a, I rolled a three. I lost it. <laughs> <laughs> Had to have some place to put all that gold. My apology. As you're going back, the further you get from the arena, uh, you enter a more modern part of the city. You imagine this is the merchant's quarter. You see lots of shops Shopping. to your left. Right? They pass a variety of stores. If you guys like to stop, let me know. Otherwise, I'm going to keep going. Is there uh, anything of like noteworthy at these storefronts. What are you looking for? Call it. What do you What do you want to shop for? Girl, just ask. A man. Hey. <laughs> man. Man with a jellyfish. You do have a... You know what? I actually would like... I don't have any good spells. So I would love if there's a way for me to pick up a good spell along the way. Um, level up Ranger more or pick a magic class would be the... Uh, uh, Rangers so has l- a limited. How about uh, yeah, no? How about a shop that sells magical items? Let her. Yeah. There we go. Yeah. You want magical items? Absolutely. I, yeah. <laughs> I want to stop at Houdini's R Us or something like that. <laughs> Just do a perception check to see if you see something that sparks your interest. Uh, I got an 18. You see a variety of signs. You see the King's Head Tavern. You see a variety of shops. There's one sign about 100 meters in front of you that catches your eye. It says, "Caitlin's Magical Curiosities." And it has a very fun sign. Why does it sound like a sex shop? <laughs> On the sign, it says in fun print, Caitlin's Magical Curiosities. <laughs> it has a... Comic Sans. Yeah. <laughs> oh, God. I hate uh, this place, but I'm going in. Papyrus. It's written in papyrus. It's real fun papyrus. <laughs> like the Avatar logo. <laughs> it's sketch is so good. It's funny because nerds hate it. <laughs> and it has a picture of a very well-dressed uh, lady wearing a top hat, taking it off and bowing. Uh, hey, you guys. Not curtsy. Mind if I uh, make a quick pit stop? I'm gonna take that as a yes. <laughs> uh, Gertrude does not ask. She is a captain of a ship and she just goes and expects others to follow. She uh, goes to Caitlin's Magical Curiosities. Do you guys follow? Yes, we do. Mm-hmm. Do they have yeah. ear piercing? <laughs> what is this, like Claire's? Yeah, that's what I imagine. Caitlin's magical shit. We're all going to walk out with chokers, new ears, and uh, <laughs> like <Yeah>. a spell. <laughs> a magical item. You open the bright blue painted door. As you do, you hear a little bell announcing your arrival. When you walk in, you see rows upon rows of various magical items. You see a, an aisle for potions. You see an item for, you're guessing, just based upon the look, healing magics. You see an aisle of scrolls. Kevin is looking for a book section. Okay. Kevin, we're not doing this again. Uh, no, no, no. The next aisle. Self-help. The next aisle has a variety of magical books. I'll be in the book section. Kevin, don't make me get the spray bottle. <laughs> I'm checking out books. <laughs> okay. You can uh, start with her. I'll... Uh, you look behind the counter and you see. I'm going to stop you there. <laughs> Gertrude's going to yell. Where's Caitlin? <laughs> <laughs> you hear a shuffle coming from the back. Uh, uh. Hello, yes, here I am. You see an, an older human woman in her 60s. Well, hello. <laughs> <laughs> All right. I've got my face mask. He's popped in from Blackstool. <laughs> you <laughs> Instead of that. Sorry, I miss I had something in my throat. This is my real voice, she says. And you, uh, 70-year-old. Human woman, uh, she's big. Looks like she could have played fullback <laughs> for the 49ers. Gertrude uh, takes a drag of her cigarette, looks this lady up and down, goes, You, Caitlin? 
Yes, I am. And you look, and this woman is wearing a beautiful Victorian blue dress. Oh, yes, I am Caitlin. How may I help you? And welcome to my shop of magical curiosities. Okay. Oh, man, I wish Gonk was there. Enough. <laughs> Gonk can wander through the door at any point. <laughs> Yeah, I was thinking of going uh, down to the shop too. So, <laughs> hey, who's that? There's nothing to say that you got this magical sign wouldn't have caught your eye too. So feel free to to walk in the door at any point. How may I help you today? You yeah. seem like a okay. woman of discerning taste. Yes, Caitlin. So here's the deal. I run a very impressive crew. We're called Gertrude's dudes. Do you have any Gertrude's. books on cats? <laughs> Kevin, shut up. <laughs> this is my time. Do you have oh. any cats and books? Oh, <laughs> uh, yes. <laughs> Not for long. <laughs> One second, and yes, we have a guide to cats, and we also have a tome of cats, if that's something you're interested in. Do you like cats? Kevin grabs a tome of cats, or he starts looking for it. I'm going to tell you one thing first off, Caitlin, and then we're going to get back to me. <laughs> Your tome better have a lock on it or be in a glass container, and I do not know him. Second. <laughs> <laughs> oh, she says, Kevin, did you, where did you open the I'm book? I'm finding it. I don't know. Did I find it? I have no idea. I want it to be like right in your hand. <laughs> and you're going to open and the lock uh, clicks. She <laughs> snaps her fingers and the tome of cat appears in Caitlin's hand. Just this one paws coming out of the <laughs> <laughs> It's like limp in yeah. the cover. Yeah. Yeah. has to like fight the cat back in. No, you don't. Get back in there. Just imagine, imagine your eye, your pupils have dilated <laughs> to enormous. The Tome of Cats is a book that whenever you open it up, a cat comes from another dimension and it is just part of this world now. Um, you cannot you cannot do anything with the cat. You could keep it as a pet if you wanted. And this happens as many times Kevin as you can. Kevin found a loophole that there's no limit, so I just started flipping pages and made a bunch of and cats. That's why come we out. can't go back to Adventure. I think it was. Mark. 86 or 87. 87. It was yeah. also theorized that every time a cat comes into this world, it dies in another world. <laughs> so Kevin's a cat murderer. Also, we so. don't know where those cats went, and they could potentially Wait a show up. Is this canon? Did you yes, actually this made happened this in this adventure. Episode three. <laughs> so a lot cat- of cat death in this podcast. The, the only cat death is theoretical. Thank you for the warning. I'm sorry, boots and cats and boots. I got the song stuck in my head. Focus, Caitlin. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Sorry about that. Right. When you get to be my age, you get to... customer service. All right. I so here's the thing. Day. I run a very important group. We're called the Gertrude's Dudes. I'm Gertrude's. I'm really good at fighting, but I'm We're the dudes. <laughs> you hear from the other aisle in the distance? <laughs> yes, that may or may not be one of my dudes. Oh, I believe I've heard of you. Were you part of the same outfit that crashed that dreadful flame festival? I plead the fifth. <laughs> uh, I'm gonna... the deal, Caitlin. Are you the one that what... summoned genuine? Mm. Can I will, yes, I will own up to that. Yeah. Caitlin rolled a 12. She does not remember Kevin as a, the celebrity from the Flying Festival. You couldn't not remember Kevin, okay? He was on stage with the, Lothario. This is a world without the internet. There. But Genuine was just a little bit better, so she forgot. Uh, Disagree. Oh, yes, I believe I've heard of you. Yes, uh, you complete the fifth all you want, I understand. Uh, wink, wink, nudge, nudge. Yeah, okay, so... I need to be a better fighter. What do you have? I played the drums at that festival. <laughs> Kevin, shut up! I did hear of a percussionist that, oh, calls quite a row. Yes, that percussionist was me. Looking for something that'll make me invisible. Hey, Gertrude, real quick, I'm going to go case the joint. Yeah, maybe something you don't want to say out loud. <laughs> oh, I don't like that. <laughs> Not one of my dudes. Uh, and she's, she snaps her fingers in a yellow canary uh, appears from behind the counter. and it goes, It's six feet tall. <laughs> looks like Big Bird, but super it's the buff. Bugs Bunny episode. <laughs> like Big Bird was a bouncer. Yeah. Sorry. This little canary flies up to one of the uh, support beams up in the <laughs> what ceiling. If, what if he's just counting all the things you're stealing? Like, come on, yeah. no. 
And this canary is staring at Lothario. <laughs> I believe. I'm sorry. I had I to. I felt like you guys were going to talk for a while, so I figured I'd do something. Roll a slide of hand check so. if you yeah. ever want to steal anything. Okay. Oh, it's him. Yeah, Tweety Monster. Okay. Tweety Monster. Uh, oh, I'm sorry. Uh, very rarely do thieves announce that they're casing the place. But... Is there like a bell on the door by any chance? Uh, yes. When you entered, there was a ding, bell. Ding, 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 ding. Can Kevin start batting it? <laughs> uh, yeah, you will say that because you're, you're not by the door. So if you do that, you did it like a cat. Like as soon as there was a bell, you ran across the room and yes. just started swatting at this bell. Uh, oh, we lost new customers. And Caitlin looks to the door. Uh, just born of uh, professional courtesy. That's uh, Gonk and Mal. I, I assume ducking her head in uh, as they walk in through the door. Uh, there appears to be uh, a young swathing human. Uh, casing your joint outside. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yes. I have one of my canaries. You got a canary, huh? <laughs> one of your little birds is watched. All right, then. Oh, so I have many birds all over. It's one of the things that helped make me the powerful Caitlin you see today. <laughs> okay, so then the powerful Caitlin you are today would be helping me right now find something to be invisible. So, like, right now, Lothario's obviously trying to climb up on the windowsill. You can see him on the outs- on the outside of the window. Just He's just checking his footing. Uh, People the- are walking by, just like, what the fuck is this guy doing? Uh, does Does Lothario have one of those suction cup, like, circle-cutting things? Nice. Yeah. <laughs> he's pulling out his toolbox. It's right there in front of the store. <laughs> I'm just kind of testing which... As Lothario next to like, the wide open door. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> uh, Lothario, roll me a dexterity saving throw. Roll me a stupidity check. <laughs> Natural twenty. Seems working cartoon. Eleven total. Okay. Are we gonna do the like circle cut that your suction cup to, and then the whole thing falls out with you? <laughs> and then the no, the, the whole like building. The, yeah. Exactly. The side yeah. of the building falls. Yeah. He stays there. <laughs> 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 oh, and then I look down, blink twice, and then fall. And it goes. <laughs> <laughs> ding, ding. Yeah. <laughs> I'm really sorry, guys. Is it my influence? Do I do this? Is it because I'm here? Yeah, the spirit of Tex Avery haunts this place. Uh, I I wish that happened, Caleb, but instead, with that dexterity check, what happens is Lothario, as he's climbing the wall, trying to case the joint, perhaps for now, perhaps for later. I was so joking. (laughs) This is Uh, great. The canary... Flies right onto Lothario's head, and with strength <laughs> stronger than what you think a little canary would have, starts pecking at Lothar- on the top of Lothario's head. With that dexterity check, he was not able to swat hey, it away. Hey, stop it! And it just increases in power. Get the, get off! It's exponential. <laughs> Boom! Can you just get woodpecker sounds and get louder? Uh, Slow it down half time, and then just make it louder and louder each woodpecker. In fact, uh, he, he, it has gotten it has gotten more powerful. <laughs> It has done one damage to you <gasps> as of now. It, it feels like somebody's punching the top of your head. It's just like a, sle- a steady stream of blood just coming down my temple. Oh, yeah. In fact, Malison. it's... it's... <laughs> uh, Lothar, you are, you are good. Uh, so I'm going to roll another damage. Its power is increasing. Two damage. It's done three damage to you. It is, it is essentially like being in a bare-knuckle fight right now, only, only on the top of your head. This canary is going to fucking kill you. Yeah, this is... This is kind of what I want. <laughs> <laughs> Do you want to talk? He's been looking for a way out ever since the wrestling match. <laughs> Don't have it be the canary the way that takes you out. Uh, the canary sees that you've stopped advancing and has slowed its peck down. It will continue. I'm just cross-eyed looking right at it. In the window, you see like a man fighting with a bird. <laughs> oh, I just got and some losing. simple provisions. And I, he, Gonk like looks outside. He sees Mal like chuckling. 
<laughs> like deep baritone chuckle that he knows so well. He's like, the walls are shaking. He's just like, damn cold. Uh, anyway, yeah, just simple provisions for uh, our airship that is currently moored. Absolutely. Let me just finish helping with this he, like, young lady right here. He hands a list off to the to what's her name again? Caitlin. Caitlin. He answers. Sure, sure, you should be like, answer, I'm looking for a spell that keeps me from getting interrupted. <laughs> <laughs> oh, One I'm of those, s- please. Add it to the tab. I am so sorry, Kel. Uh, it's okay, Gunk. Um, what are you looking to uh, improve your uh, archery ability? I could tell that you're somebody who has the look of a, of a ranger. I'd like to be improve my archery, but I'd also like the ability to just sneak up on people when they least expect Hmm. Sneak up on people when you least expect it. You know, if I'm invisible and I can just like, pa pa pa, and then be like, bam, I'm here, and then catch him by surprise. You know what I mean? The coughing will most likely still give you away. Well, I see you have an answer. If you could keep your bones from rattling, that'd be <laughs> I, good. I forgot that, like, no one knows I'm just giving you this death stare right now. Uh, <laughs> Caitlin reaches her uh, somewhat elderly hand out and grabs your cape and inspects it just from across the counter. It looks like you actually have a coat that, this is an Ad Sag song, isn't it? This is uh, quite a powerful stealth item indeed, but if you'd like, I could probably find a ring or something to complement it. But if your goal is to improve your fighting ability, that I fear that getting both items might be a tad on the pricey side. How pricey? Well, it would- And do you have any discounts for heroes? Oh, is one here? <laughs> <laughs> I'm here by the I door. Take my business elsewhere. Oh, or AAA, whatever. I am just joking. I am an incredible fan of the way you stuck it to that Lord Privilegington, you and your dudes. It's also good to see a woman in charge. <laughs> mm-hmm. And I can also give you one of my powerful, forever absorbing maxi pads. If you don't have one of those, I can make a trade. Oh, I have a subscription to Adventure Smart as well. I Aren't you just- in menopause? You always the- keep one around just in case. Uh, Aren't v- you a dude under there? V- uh, <laughs> I'm trying to get custody of my children back. <coughs> He's totally sane. No! <laughs> it's like a racehorse. Hold on a second. Uh, Gertrude bought a box of never ending maxi pads for five gold, which is a lot in this world. For is this also in canon? She wanted a special item. I do homebrews. So, so. I got a never ending box of. Always Extra absorbent, absorbent that never max out How, and provide help. Is it like the purple bag with the moon on it and the stars and the, pretty much, yeah. I but did force her. But it to, symbolizes eternity. <laughs> I did force her to make it functional. If you were to apply one of these pads to a wound, uh, uh, its magical nature would restore one d four health. It sounds like Rodal would make something like that, but but were I mean, it's it's like one of those never ending gobstopper. But yeah. it's, it's not a gobstopper, it's a something else. Like yeah, you don't put it in your mouth. Like yeah. if Willy Wonka's brother made right. a feminine hygiene product. plant. Come with me. <laughs> oh, good. So we were talking about rings. Oh, uh, yeah. Now, normally I don't let someone just put a ring on it when they're meeting me. I want the Thario to start singing, oh, I'm a single ladies. Oh, I'm a single ladies. Oh, I'm, I'm going crazy ladies. out back. <laughs> <laughs> but it's like you're shouting because the bird's pecking you. You're like, oh. Single ladies, help! All the single ladies, help me! You single ladies! It's like there happens to be like a parade imagining my... I'll tell you what. Does this uh, ring here, this ring of archery interest you? What does it do? I can tell that you seem like somebody who is an accomplished archer, but it could make a novice into an expert and an expert into a master. So what's higher than a master? Because that'll be me, right? (laughs) (laughs) Well, you'd have to put the ring on and show me, wouldn't you? Okay, put it on. All right, she puts Gertrude a, extends her jelly, her pudgy uh, jelly fingers. 
you feel much more akin to your bow. You've always felt you were very good with your bow, but as years have progressed, you've looked back a few years and said, I didn't know nearly as much as I thought I did. Within the second of putting on this ring, you've realized a hundred things. You're, you feel as if your form has gotten better. You Do I go a little golem with it? I'm just like, be precious. <laughs> I turned you invisible, and yes, there are wraiths after you. Now. <laughs> it's a whole new adventure. We gotta throw that thing in a volcano. God damn it, Gertrude. You're welcome. I'm gonna throw my character away. <laughs> We're all starting over. Can I play Sam Wise? <laughs> I wanna be Orlando. Sam Elliot Wise. Sam <laughs> You put this on it and you feel like a much better archer. On your stats, you could add plus two. If you were to purchase this ring, you would add plus two to your hit rating with bow. Okay, Candace, how much? That's not her head. I know. <laughs> I like that. I don't I don't respect my sales associates when they continuously get distracted. I'm the only person running the shop and there were people asking, quite, I do apologize, I will ignore There is somebody the trying to rob y'all. He says, pointing outside. These excuses. Uh-huh. She, she looks and sees uh, uh, Lothari with blood running down his head. <laughs> not today, thief. <laughs> now, Clarissa, how much would a ring like this set me back? Probably doesn't actually make you a better archer. It just makes you feel that you're a better archer. You know what's also going to make me feel like a better archer? When I strangle you, Kevin. Uh, oh, oh, I don't no. understand how that will help. <laughs> Shut up. Fourth. Three hundred. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Wait a minute now. Still batting at the bell on the door, by the way. Ding, uh, <laughs> ding. Uh, yes, I believe it is Caitlin. I believe uh, we've gotten our wilds crossed. Caitlin, but I'd be willing to part with that ring for... 400 gold. And what about when you put in that uh, hero's discount? What's my name? Please say Bruce. Please say Bruce. Bruce. Caitlin Bruce. I believe I misspoke. It might be 450 gold. I just remembered this is a much more rare item than. Yeah, listen, Caitlin, you told me 400 earlier, so let's cut the chit chat and let's let's make it. Inflation. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm flashing my ass. You did get a lot of gold from Lord Privilegington's palace. shut up! <laughs> All right, tell Do you Do you what. have a spray bottle around here? <laughs> Please check our spray bottle aisle right next to the Tomb of Cats. <laughs> <laughs> Conveniently placed. And the maxi pads. Oddly, it's all in the same aisle. <laughs> we, we call it the Kathy comic aisle. <laughs> <laughs> ah, is there chocolate? Yeah, Gallo comes out. <laughs> Kevin, Kevin, Kevin. Let's talk broad to broad. So you're willing to depart for this for 350 and then if I throw in something for this invisibility, what can you hook me up with? I'll tell you what. I have this ring of invisibility here as well. I feel that... Uh, I have one of those. I hold my breath and turn invisible. <laughs> Where did that cat go? <laughs> and she looks and sees that she still has the Tome of Cats. Oh, thank goodness. She puts it in her dress, fearing that, like, this invisible cat might come get it. I'm still batting the bell. I'm just invisible Ding-ding. doing it. Okay. Stop that! Stop that! I believe your ad sad song does give you uh, much of what you desire for stealth, but if you're looking for something like that, I suppose I could part with the ring of archery and a ring of stealth. Now, it is not like uh, that cat friend of yours who's batting that bell, if you could please stop! How uh, can uh, she it's... tell it's me? <laughs> <laughs> if there's well, you not... spoke, so now you're Turn around and Malison's hitting the bell. <laughs> <laughs> with her head oh. just... <laughs> she's, oh. she's blowing on it. She snaps her fingers in the bell. The bell gets her hand. <sighs> I don't have an installation spell. I have to do that manually. I can bring things to me, but I have to put them back myself. Kevin's Ke- invisible. He's going to walk over and start batting it out of her hand. <laughs> Kevin finds a squeaky door. Just... Jesus Christ. <laughs> um, since everybody's at the store... 
but basically us. Can I send Hudson Hawk to the store to go attack the canary? <laughs> Hit the bell. <laughs> <laughs> to go attack, yes. To attack the canary. Yes, you absolutely. I mean, I don't know how I would know there's a canary, but I send the You probably just have a sense of it. Chud, at some point, feels a disturbance in the force. Yeah. Do you have the canary? I was going to say, do you have like a, a bad vibe yeah. sensor? Just totally. like, oh, it feels in like harsh vibes. He's, he's right? like when Obi-Wan is like, so many lives are snuffed out. I'm like, <laughs> As if Lothario suddenly cried out and was silenced. I feel like somebody can't steal. I'm just imagining like the faint police soundtrack in the background. Perfect. Yeah. Perfect. So the PCs are being annoying. Fly my winged companion. Go help Lothario with his bird problem. Chud said that he finishes early. Perhaps he feels that he's needed somewhere else. The door opens. Hudson Hawk flies away to go wherever Chud senses that the hawk is needed. Meanwhile, back at the store. The hawk signal. Can, uh, really can, quick, can the hawk just grab the canary while I'm not paying attention? So I think <laughs> I swatted it away when it, that time comes. We'll roll for that. Because <laughs> we'll the hawk might slam it to the side of your head. I don't know. Ah, uh, yes, I could see there's quite a line building up behind you, uh, Miss Gertrude. So yeah, let's um, get to the cage, here, Caitlin. So uh, we're gonna take both of these for five hundred. Sound good? Oh, you and I couldn't be in greater agreement. Five hundred and fifty gold for both rings, I think, is a splendid offer. How about five hundred? And I take the annoying cat with me out of the store. Uh, go ahead and roll a persuasion check, and I if anybody's going to help her, uh, roll an advantage. But you have to, you have to earn Do it. Do I have to roll it? No, uh, so no, no I, she, she'd roll it. I twice. rolled twice, and the better was. The How are you assisting her? Kevin's yeah. going to assist no. just verbally. Yeah, we, Gertrude, we, are you trying to persuade her? <laughs> yeah, because you're annoying, and it, I'm trying to make her life a little bit better. Miss Kaylin, look, we, it looks like discipline around these parts is a little lax, but trust me, we got these guys exactly where we want them. So as, as soon as you look, just tell me what you want me to buy and we leave. I do love somebody <laughs> groveling for a good deal. I'll tell you what. What was the, what was the role of the advantage? 13 plus anything? I'll tell you. Remember, you're dealing with heroes here. Can I have my bird bring her the 50 fucking gold already? (laughs) (laughs) You know what? You drive a hard bargain. Let's compromise um, with that roll. 225. 225? I'm sorry, 525. No, you said 225. We're going 225. That's getting edited out, so I just go ahead ahead and just have a relevant conversation to this podcast then. I don't like this anymore. I got got 25 right here. He pulls like a gigantic bag of copper coin and just like drops it. He's like, hold on a second. One, two, 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 Okay, yeah, put it in a bag, Caitlin. We're going to go. Four. Hold on, I'm going to lose count. Five. Ooh, just uh, go, go over to the side and count your coppers. That's one goal. <laughs> <laughs> okay, that's one. Okay, now next pile. One, <laughs> two. All right. Now is that three. enough? Just so those now, two do rings? I have to pay for a plastic bag, or does that come in free? Gunk uh, looks a little alarmed. <laughs> Turtle plastic bag. <laughs> <laughs> you guys gotta throw in some straws. <laughs> <laughs> no, we don't have straws. He's over like, Gonk. I'm sorry Gonk's about to hear that. eyes like kind of get a fraction narrower. <laughs> staring at Gertrude. <laughs> He's like, why would you do that? That is so insensitive. You're not even in the ocean. At the moment. Okay, so. These are rings. I don't think believe you one actually planet. need them. God damn. Okay, then just shove them on my jelly hand. And Gertrude whoa, puts out her whoa, jelly hands. Whoa. whoa! What the heck is that? Yeah, uh, she she looks over into back when she's about to touch her jelly hand. She can tell she looks and sees what it is. I'll allow you to put these rings on. Okay. 
Uh, Kevin's just really into that book. He's going to try to to get it and just open it again. So he's going to reach under uh, Caitlin, Miss Caitlin's dress. And, sure. Okay. Ooh, very forward. Have gonna you gonna get me tooed? <laughs> oh my God! It's a dude. Huh. <laughs> and that's me how dude. we got banned. Uh, eighteen plus three, twenty-one. Eight. Holy shit! God, you know, God damn it! I. What a <laughs> surprise! Nice roll. Thank All right. You. Thank you, uh, Kevin. Kevin in his invisible form, he's probably been holding his breath for two minutes. I believe he could hold it for three. Probably Kevin not. is able to uh, reach under the, the bottom of her very large, very frilly Victorian dress. She must be very distracted with her negotiations with Gertrude because uh, <laughs> Kevin, despite wearing his heavy armor and despite his big furry hands, uh, is an expert pickpocket. I like he's painting this despite picture so it's not to voice. Kevin's credit. Kevin, despite how horrible he is at everything and how disadvantaged he is, he, he gets lucky. Yeah. <laughs> You're painting a really bad picture, Kevin, right now. <laughs> You, I pay roll an eighteen. <laughs> Kevin, like goddamn Danny Ocean. Uh, <laughs> Thank you. Reaches under this old lady's dress like a hero. Like, like he's got hero. thumbs. <laughs> uh, is able to somewhat quickly and surprisingly of all the stuff that's under this frilly dress is able. All to- this stuff. Wait a second. Let's. <laughs> There's a pocket dimension under this dress. Yeah, you, you feel a small Derringer pistol uh, strapped Ooh. to her leg. You feel. Taking uh, that. Feel an umbrella. <laughs> For wet days, <laughs> and it's like the inside of Felix's magic bag <laughs> or something like that. <laughs> yeah, exactly. But eventually, you feel a tome. It's uh, not a tome. <laughs> it's a tome. <laughs> uh, feels like it has the same leather binding as the tome of Cat you had earlier. Are you removing it? Are you flipping it open? Or? No, I mean he just wants to take he's it and then uh, okay. once he has it, he's gonna. Uh, Kevin, like a man who's a master at the board game operation, is able to remove this thick leather-bound tome from this Victorian dress without anybody being the wiser. The book is able to be seen just for a second as he removes the book from the dress behind Lady Caitlin. Nobody can see as he is able to slip the book into uh, underneath his I'm own. not stealing it. I just want to take it and open it while I'm here in the store. Why don't you steal it? Well, as Caleb pointed out, I'm a paladin. I'm not going to steal something. Good job. There are consequences for breaking your oath. Now, you now have the book in your possession. It is visible, but I will say that the book is very close to Lady Caitlin's back, and so unless she turns around and looks at her midsection, she's probably not going to be able to see it. Okay. Uh, do, what do you do? Well, it's still locked, so I'm going to try. I got to try to pick the lock or whatever. <laughs> okay. Uh, give or me. Is that not doable? <laughs> give me a sleight of hand check. Uh, five plus three, eight. <laughs> Lady Caitlin hears from behind her somebody messing with the lock. Ooh, that's a surprising. Ooh, I moved my tomb of cats. <laughs> Are you still invisible? Are you still holding I'm, your breath? I'm going to drive by fruit her and run away. <laughs> okay, the book tr- drops to the ground. There was a collection of cherries and grapes that was uh, that was on a rag. It looks like that's where she was having her meal before uh, customers she came in for the day. fruit off a rag? What the fuck? <laughs> There's a filthy Where are we? There aren't paper towels in this fucking world. It's an everlasting maxi pad. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. I'm going to bring it out later for grapes. juice. Clean surface. There's no plates yeah. in this universe. Yeah. Dave, I've seen how you live. You have no right to critique any <laughs> fictional old lady. No, I'm right? saying that's really fancy. She's eating your fruit off a rat? Is <laughs> <laughs> she a fucking baroness over here? I've seen you eat uh, fruit off a rat. Hoity-toity. So Lady Caitlin turns around just in time to see a her tome of cats, which last she saw it, was tucked safely under her dress, falls to the ground. Immediately as she turns and she looks up to and she gets no time to assess the situation before a handful 
of uh, grapes and berries uh, hits her in the face. Uh, she can hear the sound of uh, a footstep scampering quickly out of her store. And what line does she say when she gets hit with that fruit? <laughs> it's been a run by fruiting. Thank you. <laughs> oh, great. Oh, gods, gods. <laughs> okay, uh, so... Uh, Malison Sorry. wants to look around. That's I rolled the, a perception. Smart. 14 plus 3, 17. 17? Okay. What are you looking for? You tell me. Okay. Uh, you have a shield. You told him about the perspectacles. You have good armor. Is there like a ring of loquacity or something that makes her talk more? Um, <laughs> did I use Ooh. that word right? Or? I was something that makes her talk Ooh, less. Like a tape recorder where she can just record pre-recorded statements. <laughs> or that mental communication that Sam Yeah, some sort of way to communicate more. What you find... It says in clearance, and uh, it looks like clearance? there's a... Clearance? <laughs> I don't shop clearance. <laughs> well, then next to those, there's a much newer model of, of the same item I was going to talk about. They're just trying to get rid of that old crap. You don't want the old crap. You want the new stuff. <laughs> is she in Ross? And Magic for left. You see, this is the communication aisle. You see... Marshalls. Two things that might meet your needs. One, you see uh, a couple sets of stones of far speech. You know that stones of far speech, uh, it's, it's not obsidian, but it is a black, shiny, polished rock. Uh, but in this rock, you see three holes slit. Uh, they're cut about um, maybe an inch deep into the rock. They go about halfway through radius, c- cutting into, carving into it. it. Looks somewhat reminiscent of an old-timey microphone from our time, but this is a rock. You know this to be a stone of far speech. Works very similar to a walkie-talkie. Once you've magically linked to stones of far speech, you can contact the owner of that stone of far speech. So (laughs) the more of these you buy, the less expensive they are. So if you had to outfit your crew for them, there's a bulk deal. Also, there is something called a circlet of communication. There are two of them, and they are uh, much more expensive. Uh, It would cost the same to outfit your entire, all of Gertrude's dudes if you wanted to give them all a stone of far speech, or you could get two of these circlets of communication. These circlets of communication are very thin, very free. You could wear them under a helmet. Uh, it almost looks like it's a very piece of soft, bendable metal. You're not able to really, but when you put them on, both wearers can communicate with each other uh, telepathically. Nice. Okay. So those are you, if you're looking for something to communicate, those are your two options in this store. All right, how much... Um... <clears throat> To outfit with the uh, first guys, and then how much for the two other ones? What are the two? What's the price difference? Oh, for all these stones of far speech. Oh, oh yes, I see you over there. Yes, large lady. Let me just say, I find your armor and weapons to be quite empowering for us ladies. That's... I'm quite small for a Goliath. Oh, I can see, but everything is relative. You're quite large, just simply like myself, aren't you? Uh, she shops in the petite. We do have a petite Goliath, Goliath section. In the back. It's only for a size six Goliath and up. We are only Goliath with unobtainable beauty standards can yes, wear them. That's me. Oh, well then uh, I have quite the Victorian dress set to show you. But those stones of fast speech, uh, they are normally a hundred gold apiece. But if you were to buy six or more, I could probably give them to you for 50 gold apiece. I'll chip in for that. And these... I can only have one or the other, though, right? You could have both. How much are the... Well, the circlets, the circlet of communication, that is a bit stronger of magic and a bit more less common of an item. That would probably be 400 gold total for the set of two. I was thinking of getting us each the far stones, and but then also doing the... Uh, circlets for you and Gonk? Yeah, the disco headbands oh, for me goodness. and Gonk. So Gonk said he would split the cost of the uh, stones of far speech with you, so that would be 100. Definitely. So for six of them... Six or more, it'd be 50 gold apiece, but for six of them, which I believe uh, your, your party is seven. 
And I'll split the uh, circlets as well. Okay, so then we seven fifty, and so we're each doing huh. whatever half of seven fifty is three. All right, That's what that is? Mm-hmm. Three so, men. All right, so that would be three hundred and seventy-five gold okay. for both items. So, oh, so uh, actually, Miss Mallison, you have the look of a captain to you. Yes. What the fuck did you just call me? <laughs> uh, you know, perhaps uh, for exclusive rights for trading for your ship, I'd be willing, to, and perhaps a small advertisement on the side. I'd be more than willing to give you a discount on this order and future orders. You want an advertisement on the side of my ship and what else? An advertisement on the side of your ship and uh, exclusive rights for uh, selling you supplies. She's offering to sell us things for exposure, Captain. That's fantastic! I'm trying to find a more dedicated, reliable clientele. As long as if you don't carry the item, I'm able to purchase it elsewhere. Absolutely. I would like preference, right but not first exclu- refusal. exclusivity. I'd like what? the right of first, first refusal. For, for 50 gold off, I'll give you right of first refusal. And for another 50 gold off, I'll give you the advertisement on the side of the ship. Splendid. Let me see one of those stones of far speech. And she, and she uh, puts them close together. It says a couple of uh, magic words. It says a couple words. of N-words. It says a couple of N-words, which is a highly magically charged <laughs> word in this way. It's a very, it's a horrible I'm, word. Nincompoop. Nitwit. <laughs> I'm giving you 325. Nectarine. <laughs> Thank you, Caleb, for saving that. Noodle. <laughs> yeah. Noodle. Dave's trying to Michael Richards this goddamn podcast. So I'm giving you 325. He's giving you 325. Excellent. We're walking out with all these things. Right. She programs her stone of far speech. All you have to do is simply say my name into the stone of far speech, and it will dial me. That is Miss Caitlin or Lady Caitlin, if you prefer. So I used to go by that in my younger years. <laughs> Lady Caitlin, if you're nasty. <laughs> Lady Caitlin, if you're nasty. If you're nasty. Hey. All right. That's actually... Pretty awesome. Yeah, it is. So for so when we come back heavy with plunder, we can toss it off Lady Caitlin's way. Not only that, if uh, if uh, now you have a way, if uh, somebody gets lost, you dad no I way of communicating. I just have this before. awesome thing in my head where because we have these headbands, I just won't shut up to him. <laughs> <laughs> no one else can hear. Gonk like looks. At, he it's like the, during this entire exchange, he's been sort of like his swagger has sort of returned a little bit because Mal has sort of like returned to you know the the authority. Uh, been sort of, uh, you know, t- taking its place again. Uh, you know, she's doing dealings, and as soon as her eyes lit up when, when she saw those circlets, he was like, "Oh shit!" <laughs> and now, and now that they're on the board, he's just like, "I wonder how fast I could lose mine." <laughs> I want- <laughs> yeah. Seventy-five gold. We all got our things. I gift them to everyone, and it's with us. Okay. Now, how, how big are these things? They're about the size of, like, what, a deck well, of cards? Probably about the size of your palm, or an average human palm. Uh, average some palms are bigger than that. To Malison, this thing is very small in her hand. So it's like the little phone that Will Ferrell has yeah. at the gap. Yeah. <laughs> uh, it might be better for Malison to just use it as, like, a wire, like on her lapel or something, <laughs> and speak into it. She, she li- literally rips out a tooth, puts it in there. <laughs> Meanwhile, outside... Um, Grayson walks by and sees Lothario. <laughs> dripping with blood. <laughs> it's like the birds out here. Why am I dripping with blood? Grayson walks by in time to see Jesse, yes. give me a give me animal ha- animal handling check at advantage because it is your celestial animal. God bless America. <laughs> animal we need it. Jesse, because this is your familiar, mm-hmm. when you roll an animal handling check, it is how well you're able to control your hawk. You are not as natural in the sky as Hudson, so when you take over as pilot, in, until you practice more, you're not going to be oh, as... he's about to fuck up. This really sounds like a euphemism. I rolled a three and a five. Grayson looks up and is able to see this ho- celestial hawk. You recognize it as Hudson. 
but this is not the Hudson you normally see, this graceful bird of prey who, who's been gliding <laughs> around your airship. This bird looks drunk. It's crashing into signs. It, uh, it looks it's like... like a, when you see a bird inside a grocery store. <laughs> <laughs> it looks like John Candy's albatross character from The Rescuers Down Under. <laughs> like, essentially, on its takeoff and landing. It's Somehow, it is staying in the air. It's headed straight for Lothario and this canary. Now, what's your intention? Well, I was going to um, just check it out because I, I don't know what's going on there. So now I'm looking through the hawk's eyes to see what's happening. <laughs> you see a canary beating the shit out of Lothario. <laughs> it is pecking his head. In fact, this is way more than you. Something is wrong about this. You suspect magic's involved because there's no way this canary... This small yellow bird should be able to be doing what he's doing. Uh, Lothario, to his credit, has not fallen and is just swatting at the bird, but is remaining up on the side of the building. I that is hard. The cups are pretty, pretty, pretty good. <laughs> I, okay. I pictured he's like stuck. Like yeah. I can't get down. Like a cat with their claws stuck in something. <laughs> yeah. Like, useless. Okay, so what I'm going to do there, is kitty. I'm going to attempt to dive bomb with, <laughs> with Hudson directly into the canary, to try to knock the canary away from him. Give me one more animal handling check at advantage. Hudson seemingly, drunkenly, is able to perch on top of a building where it's able to pause, get its bearings, and assess the situation of what's happening with Lothario. What'd you Um, get? Before anything happens, Grayson hasn't seen the hawk yet. Grayson sees Lothario with the canary and is like, um, Lothario, are... Are you okay? Do you need uh, someone to talk to? What are you doing, my friend? I rolled a 16 plus 7. That's 23. 23? Okay. Uh, I really wanted to biff that roll. So <laughs> Hudson mimicking the motions of his master only maybe a kilometer away as the celestial hawk flies. Does that mean Chud uh, is like in a room, like uh, pantomiming? Yeah. <laughs> I'm doing flappy arms. VR. He doesn't have to. He but just he got a touchdown and filled up. Chud is flapping his arms in reality in the room, sitting next to the mechanic. The mechanic is looks over at Chud, shakes her head. Mm, highly inefficient. She uh-huh. mutters to herself. Uh, I have the unseen servant just flick her off. <laughs> <laughs> the Hawk and Chud both take a deep breath, compose themselves, knowing this is it. Let's do it. Time to kill us a canary. Uh, I don't want to kill it. I just want to chase it away. It's it, not my canary to kill. I want to wow. chase it. Chase it? Tom and Jerry style. The hawk releases itself from the uh, from one of the merchant buildings that is close by that it was perched up upon. Uh, dive bobs down, gaining speed at the last second, pulls up to about the level of uh, where the canary and Lothario are, roughly 12 feet off the ground, and is making a beeline towards this canary. A canary, almost if by magical means, is alerted to the danger and immediately takes off. You hear the Benny Hill theme in the background. Perfect. It is very entertaining to any onlooker. Normally a canary would have been pock food by now, but uh, this canary has a natural speed and agility matching that of the celestial hawks. Eventually, the canary flies in through a small window back... Under the dress. <laughs> uh, back into uh, Miss Caitlin's shop of magical curiosities. And you hear from inside, Chauncey, you're back. Way to chase that Batman off. At that That's point, Grayson says, um, I guess, uh, are you are you okay, though? At, uh, what are you doing, my friend? What, what's going on? I don't know. <laughs> I'm so confused. Why don't you come down? Uh, why don't you come down and uh, let's f- let's talk. Let's go. Let's go have a talk, my friend. Is, you, you seem to be troubled lately. Is, is the mean birdie gone? Yes, uh, I think uh, Chud had Hudson chase it off for you. I don't know where he is. I hope Teefy's okay. Now I have it, Hudson chase Grayson away. <laughs> <laughs> Natural twenty. Okay. Do you want to come down? Like, uh, uh, yeah, go for me. a walk. Have a little talk. Yeah, that sounds nice. 
Okay, uh, let's uh, look at your head wounds, man. Show me on this doll where the bird touched you. (laughs) (laughs) Offer me some ice cream. Gonk emerges from the store with like orange slices or something like that. (laughs) Capri Sun. (laughs) This is down here, fella. Whoa, whoa, slow down. <laughs> no, then the bird came and then he wouldn't no, stop poking And we zoom out on that scene with Lothario uh, crying into the arms of Grayson and eating snacks provided by Gonk as he's working out the trauma of the self-inflicted wounds he incurred not more than a minute ago. As this admittedly hilarious chaos is happening, we go back to the mechanics laboratory where a couple of hours have passed. Chud... Uh, You are channeling uh, Hudson when all of a sudden you hear the mechanic say, Mr. Bingsley, Mr. Bingsley, um, I need your assistance. All righty. What you need there? Please, my father is Mr. Bingsley. (laughs) Call me Chuck. Just the handle. (laughs) I believe believe your friend is waking up. Um, uh, Please hand me the tools. And she points to some tools that are very much out of her reach. I I don't use these often, but they they may come in handy. Would you mind grabbing me that box up off that top shelf? Yes, I reach up and grab the absolute wrong thing and give it to (laughs) me. She just sighs. Did you want this? I don't know. It's a light bulb. I unscrewed it. I'm not it, sure. it, it, it was, it was my fault. I, I apologize. And she snaps fingers, and uh, two, uh, two of her Warforged servants hop on each other's shoulders, and they walk over, and uh, they get the box. Okay, I trip them with my unseen servant. <laughs> <laughs> as the tools crash to the ground, uh, it is at that point in this madness, as the mechanic is freaking out over her sensitive tools hitting the ground. Uh, saying, so strange. Different scene, but the same shit's happening. It's so uh, crazy. <laughs> The mechanic is uh, is looking around. I will strangle your unseen servant. Um, it is at that point that Tifi starts to come back online. Tifi uh, starts to regain, uh, I guess what you would call his awakened Warforged consciousness. I start shaking him. Tifi, is that you? Can you hear me? Tifi, Tifi, stutter if you can hear. <laughs> um, so I start to come to, or Tifi starts to come back. Yes, TV. You start to come back. The last thing TV remembers was an intense pain. Pressing Control Alt Delete. (laughs) (laughs) Was was an intense pain while in the tinkering lab of the USS Gertrude Dudes. Command F eight. How how long has TV has TV been slowly coming to, or does he just like snap awake? Uh, What you might refer to as your Warforged vital signs have been stable and. you have had few a few systems come online, but you're running Windows 10, so it's gonna be a little bit. Uh, he just but, wakes up, canary. <laughs> <laughs> uh, just as Chud's get coming up, he he's starting to she he she is starting to notice TV. the surroundings that aren't normal. TV, uh, can't you got quite, morning breath. Can't quite hear yet. Uh, he's just starting to see things, isn't mm-hmm. hearing stuff uh, yet, and um, is starting to panic. And uh, Tifi. Um, doesn't quite know what's going on, so he, she defaults to uh, a little bit of a scare tactic because he doesn't know what's happening. So, uh, oh, Tifi poops itself. Good call. <laughs> Tifi, real big and just goes- as, as soon as <laughs> Tifi can start making noise again, uh, goes into warning, warning. Oh, Systems no. have been tampered with. Oh, Viper inactivated. Warning. Step away from the vehicle. Uh, the <laughs> you me- have ten seconds to comply. Ten. <laughs> Nine, the mechanic furiously scrambles, eight, grabs the tools that, uh, seven, that the thing drops. She runs over to TV's head, quickly uh, disassembles a panel on the side of TV's no, head. No, TV whacks, the, TV knocks the shit out of her hand. She does not touch TV. Uh, what has happened? Oh. <laughs> Do not touch Ed 209. You, you, we can choose contested roll if you want to. Um, Orgy Star Grunts. Uh, give me a dexterity check. We're going to see if you do that. Um, 
Uh, 14. Uh, 14. I'm going to say that works. You successfully swat away uh, the hands of the mechanic. Uh, the mechanic says, and if TP can hear, she would hear that. Uh, TP would hear this as well. Mr. Bingsley, I could use your help up here. Mr. Chad Bingsley. Um, as uh, soon as she says Bingsley, um, TP's TP starts looking around. As as he's coming to, his panels are automatically like retracting and going into place, and everything's like going back into place. I am Just, uh, not a gun. <laughs> resealing completely and uh, just like kind of does a back roll to get away from everyone and sees Chud. Tiffy flips back. The mechanic is legitimately frightened. Uh, there's no idea what this solar infused warforged, untested technology, a being that despite helping it just slapped her across the room. You see her reach for uh, looks like an enchanted mace and hold it in her hand, um, very frightened and not knowing what's coming next. I try to uh, reassure her. I'm like, no, no, it's all okay. Uh, don't worry. He mostly just complains. <laughs> until uh, Tifi sees Chud, he is starting to make some, you know, spell gestures with his hands to cast something. But <laughs> Gang signs. Chud gains his senses and... Um, Master Chud, where am I? And that is as good of a place as any to end the episode this week. Thank you so very much for listening to the Awful Neutral Podcast. Where can we find everybody? Dave, what's your Twitter handle? Uh, at Sharkadile, just like it sounds. Gotcha. Um, <laughs> Dave is the head of our complaints department, so if there is a specific complaint about the rules... Yeah, at me, bros. Blow up at Sharkadile. <laughs> and it doesn't even have to be complaints about this podcast. Just yeah, general just complaints. Yeah, like traffic like, complaints. Like whatever. you had a bad burrito, your shoes yeah. are uncomfortable. Yes, thank you. Somebody cut you off in traffic. Mom smoked all your pot. I got you. Anything. You complain <laughs> to Dave about that. Uh, best complaint I will read on the next podcast we record. You heard that here. Dave Callens will read and probably insult the issuer <laughs> of any complaint. Jesse Egan, where can they find you? At Jesse Egan Comedy. I will uh, the say, best I might agree with them. Uh, AG, where can they find the personality behind Malice and Kill? Well, you can uh, listen to our podcast, Muller She Wrote. Find it on any podcast uh, platform that you listen to your podcasts upon. And then also, starting July 22nd, we have a new morning daily news pod. Not Muller-centric, just called The Daily Beans. Uh, you can find us on Twitter at Daily Beans Pod. And uh, gosh, you just get it wherever you get your podcasts. Yeah. AG and her team do uh, incredible research work. If you want to be uh, up to date on current shit, if you want to uh, feel like there's some sort of hope uh, in the future of our <laughs> government, please listen to her podcast because uh, despite all the craziness right now, she actually uh, does a great job putting things in perspective and giving you a little bit of hope for the future, whether it's warranted or not. It's <laughs> technically a fantasy podcast too, right? <laughs> <laughs> whether you have hope for the future or you just want to watch the world burn, turn it in to Muller Shiro. It's actually fact-based, but thank you. Uh, also for the Daily Beans, we're going to be setting up uh, video cams live in the studio, so you can watch that, and if you're a patron, you get that ad-free, so you can get that, sign up for that at MullerSheWrote.com or Patreon.com slash MullerSheWrote. Caleb Cleveland, where can they find you? They can find me at Caleb is Drawing, Twitter, Instagram, Twitch. That's uh, basically it. <laughs> yeah, Caleb is a, is a big deal in the nerd world. Blow him up on Twitter and buy his goddamn book, The ABCs of D&D and The 123s of D&D. Thank you very much. It's fun reading Buy for... his goddamn children's book. Yeah. <laughs> it's fun for kids of all ages. It's been really, really kind of rewarding seeing uh, how role-playing has uh, sort of affected lots of different people in lots of different ways. Every page of his book that you flip, a fucking cat comes out, too. It's awesome. <laughs> <laughs> We've gotten a lot of... Uh, if you want to go to the Amazon book, uh, page and like complain about the number of cats that have been generated by the pages of our book... 
uh, you'll find yourself in good company. <laughs> or if you just want to give a cat a good home, also by the book. <laughs> Please do. Uh, Sarah Lee Steiner, where can they find you? I am at Sarah Lee Magic, and in three weeks, I will be graduating from grad school, and I'm never going to go back to school ever again. She finds herself in clown college six months from now. <laughs> I failed out of clown college. Fun fact. I'm Salvador Viesca, uh, do you have anything you'd like to plug, or can where can fans reach you on uh, Twitter? Salvador Viesca V at Twitter. Clint Beiser, where can they find you? Where can they contact you? Uh, they can find me at Clint Beiser, or just Clint Beiser on anything. It's just my name. And uh, hey, if you want to check out me building treehouses, you can always look up uh, some old uh, episodes of the Treehouse Guys on DIY Network. You know, just if you ever want to see a, a rugged, sexy construction guy, Clint works with a lot of them. So <laughs> like they're on the cast. Oh. I've been your dungeon master, Damian Mercado. Please check out my comedy science podcast, Science Faction, available on iTunes, Stitcher, or wherever you can find your podcast. Thank you very much for listening to Awful Neutral. Later, nerds. Thank you. Bye.